30, he separates, he's to the 20, to the 10, to the 5, touchdown, Florida State, Warwick got a third down. Winky looking, Winky, wants to throw the knockout, punch to Warwick, Warwick open, touchdown, he did catch it, touchdown, he did catch it, touchdown, Florida State, oh, Peter Warwick, how'd you do that? Herman Whitfield on the left side, a hole to the 30, Herman Whitfield on the 30, to the 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Welcome everyone to the Garnet and Old Show. All of us are pumped for this week's show. No inside info, no contacts, no problem. I'm Ryan. That's Vince. All of you, all 4,000 of you that joined us last week for the Garnet and Old Show. Thank you so much for your support. Vince, how are you today, my friend? Uh, I'm getting over being sick, Ryan, but I am ready for this show. Um, 4,000 people. It's amazing. Uh, Ryan and I can't thank you all enough for paying attention to this show we've been doing. And uh, if you if you would, smash the like button subscribe it really helps us out a lot um and gets and gets this show out to more more fans more seminoles more more of fsu twitter it really does help get the word out there i mean uh, last week was uh one of our all-time highest viewed shows um we've had a few that were higher but thank you guys so much for for watching but let's get into it vince uh, i do like to start the show ever since uh the travesty yeah. of two weeks ago i like to start i know the show it's coming with- with this banner here, screw ESPN eternally. I'll drink to that. All right, Vince. Uh, what I want to start off with is the um, the the quarterback talk. Let's talk. Let's start there. Yeah. We have a lot of portal talk. I mean, I'm I'm talking. Let's go right into the uh, recruiting and portal. And by the way, for all of you watching live, which many of you are, questions, comments, throw them into the comment section. We'll try to put them live on the Garnet and Old Show for all of us to. Uh, to see we love fan interaction here but vince uh we're hosting uh by the way for the for this conversation i'm going to refer to dj as just dj so i don't have to pronounce the last name over and over and over again but florida state hosting both cameron ward and dj how are you feeling vince what what are your thoughts i'm just gonna go with uh ukulele for now until such time as i need to really know how to say it um you know, I'm I'm probably good with either one of them. Um, and the fact that the coaches are are spending so much time looking for someone should give everybody should should calm everybody's nerves about like, do we need one? If yeah. they're looking for one, we need one, right? These guys are going to come in. They're both going to be coming on visits over the next four or five days, not at the same time. Um, and they're going to determine, you know, which one maybe is the better fit, which one fits not only from a, from a playing perspective, but from a culture perspective and also from a budget perspective, right? All this plays into that. And if they don't, I'm confident in the, what this staff has done over the past three years, Mm -hmm. I'm confident that 
if if one of these two does not match exactly what they need, then they won't do anything. Yeah, they're not going to scramble, uh, and and they're they're not going to overpay. They're not going to um, sacrifice the culture, and they're not going to pick up a body just to pick up a body. I'm confident of those of of those things, and I think Florida State fans um, that have paid attention, you should be of that same mindset as well. Yeah, I'm not going to ever tell people how to feel, but I think they've shown us enough um, competence and confidence and and know how and be prepared to do the right thing. Yeah, you know, uh, if this staff had not had uh, such success in the transfer portal with uh, who they hit on, who they didn't hit on, as well as an undefeated season, you know, yeah, sure, maybe you would have some con- more concerns, Vince. But with the efforts over the past two seasons, specifically uh, in the transfer portal, and what that has meant for the wins on the field, you you really have no choice but to trust the staff, the staff implicitly, because regardless of what we think of the players, which I think. Uh, uh, fair to say we both think Cameron Ward would be a better prospect from just a um, quarterback standpoint, but I also think he would be the more uh, costly as far as money and NIL. So I almost feel like they're meeting with Cameron Ward because they'd love to have him. It's one of those, we'd love to have you. Um, uh, what What is it going to take? And if it's too high, I actually think DJ coming into town and meeting with them is almost like their monetary backup plan. Um, But it does tell you one thing loud and clear, Vince, and and that's they don't think that Tate is the answer next year. And I believe that they don't think that uh, Brock is ready. Not that he's not a future answer, but that he's not ready. We saw the deer in the headlights a little bit, you know, coming into that game against Louisville. And so I think the coaching staff is looking at and say, listen, we we we're Florida State. We want to live perennially now in that ten plus win territory. How do we do that? If they believe that there's a quarterback out there that isn't going to cost them a fortune, that is an upgrade from what's currently on the roster, they're going to do it, and we should be okay with that. It's the modern world of college football. If this was 10, 15 years ago, you'd be like, you know, feeling bad for the kids that are already on the roster. But it doesn't matter. Those same kids on the roster, half of them are bouncing you know, in the portal themselves. So it's, it's one of those things you really are to a point now where if you're a fan of a university, Florida state for us, you really invest in the school itself, the athletics themselves and the coaching staffs because the players more and more are going to come and go. Yeah, they are going to come and go. And I was having a, a conversation with my daughter a little bit ago, who is wholeheartedly Noel, like to the core. And knows quite a bit more about what's going on with the program than a lot of fans that I've come in contact with. Um, she was trying to get across to me that she feels bad for Tate because, you know, how rude, you know, in her in her words, like, how rude is it that, you know, they're going out to look for another quarterback? And I, you know, I was I was explaining to her that, you know, Tate's been in the program for four years and you're not going to th- this is Florida State. Right. It's not it's not a program that especially now, like we don't want to take a step backwards. Yeah. And if the if the coaches were confident that Tate could get us to 10 wins, 
we probably wouldn't be having this discussion. Yep. Maybe maybe they're confident that Tate is, you know, eight or nine win guy, right? And if DJ or Cam can get you another one or two wins, it's worth it. Right. That's it's the worth difference it. with the and 12 team playoff between not making the playoff and making the playoff. There's there's no and there's no love lost. I mean, Tate has been a a program guy for four years now. You know, he could have bounced long ago if he wanted to. Um, and he may end up. I mean, you never know, and you would not fault him for that. You, all these kids are competitors and they want to play. So if he if he wants to find another place where he's going to play, I mean, you wouldn't no. fault him for, uh, for that. Um, and I don't know that he would do that or or not. But you know, when you're talking about players. You know, it's it's like a one year cycle these days, right? Yeah. It's like you never know who's going to be on your team from one year to the next. Even with the great culture that we have, um, that's been built over the last three years, four years, um, there are still guys that still want to play more, and so regardless of the culture, they may look to bounce. And it's right. not anything, you know, as Knowles because we would never bounce. Like as fans, we would never bounce. We have a hard time like understanding that mentality, but it's not the same way for the players. Yeah. Um, so when you're talking about guys going in the portal or, you know, claiming to go into the portal, um, you have to kind of take your emotions out of that. Yeah, so Vince, uh, one thing I want to bring up, and we're going to get, there's a uh, question in the comment section we're going to get to. It's, uh, we're going to get to that, next, by the way. It's our next topic, so so. Uh, sit tight, Kirk. We're going to get to you. Um, you have to look at it, even if you don't want to, as a business. If you're running a multi-million dollar business and you had, let's say, um, the quarterback is the equivalent of a important manager. And that manager had been there a while and there was a director level position coming open. If you felt that guy was a perfect fit and was a home run in a director level role, then you wouldn't bring someone externally. You wouldn't post that job externally. You would, you would take the internal guy. But if you feel there's too many uh, things that you've seen over that four years of working with the guy that, you know, the best situation is you go external and find someone who might be a director level role first day, instead of having to really, really learn and ramp up on the job. You're going to do that, and you would be negligent as a business owner if you did not do that. So equate that to football. They've seen Tate more than any of us, the coaching staff has. So they have seen the good, the bad, and the in-between. If they thought that they had the next Jameis Winston on the roster, we wouldn't even be entertaining uh, any visits. And listen, I want to prepare everyone. There is a situation in which in the next five days, DJ or Cam announce that they're transferring to Florida State, and then you get a immediate announcement where Tate Rotomaker has announced he plans on entering the transfer portal, and none of us would would be, be a begrudge him for it. Now, does that suck? Because you be in the bowl game with uh, you know, with Brock Pert, uh, with you know, p- basically playing your your quarterback that's not ready that showed he's not ready. Yeah, that would that would kind of suck, but it is what it is. I mean. The Orange Bowl right now, and a lot of these bowl games are glorified spring games, anyways. Um, but yeah, listen. I want to, I, I want to jump in here, Ryan, and just also talk about how 
fans compare what's happening now with back in the old days, right? And and when I'm saying people get emotional about these things and about people that, you know, you've grown to love as a player, right? Because you're watching them all the time and you've watched them grow. And then when adverse, this type of adversity comes their way and then all of a sudden they're not going to wear garnet and gold anymore, people start saying, well, you know, back in the day, you know, the old the guys in the old days wouldn't have done that. You're 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 wrong. <laughs> yeah, if the, if the NIL existed, they definitely would have. Think of the Sanders. Come on, absolutely. If hey, if they had the opportunity back in the '90s, in the '80s, in the '70s, players want to play. Players want to play. Want to make money, and they want to make money. So you know, we 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 all kind of look at um, these garnet and gold glasses in the in the rearview mirror and talk about how you know when bobby was around you know they'd bring a quarterback in and he'd sit for three years before he had a chance to start it was always a junior before man that's only because they didn't have any other choice yeah and and and, and yes and yes you're gonna have you know a handful of guys that are bleed garnet and gold no matter what and they're gonna stick it out you're always gonna have those types um but we have to quit I think we have to quit romanticizing the way things used to be because those opportunities weren't available to those to those players back then. And and I'm I'm glad for that because it puts them in a different echelon in my brain, right? So um but yeah, they absolutely would have looked for yeah, opportunities to play. Not only to play, but you know to earn some money while doing it. Earn some money, yes. Um which we both me and Vince are both supporters even though we think it's a little sloppy how it's being done right now and we think that there's some cleaning up that could happen we both agree that the nil overall is a good idea speaking of i mean if you're hearing if you're a fan and you're following um recruiting and transfer portal and all this stuff and you're hearing about transfer portal options that are asking for or or are garnering you know monies in the three million dollar range I would I would take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, unless you're a generational quarterback, you know, one you know, maybe if 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 um you know, let's say Jordan Travis was healthy and could transfer anywhere and and you know, yeah, maybe that kind of person you would pay since apparently maybe. He's, most, he's hey, he's the most valuable quarterback in the country without him, you know, look at us. So, um maybe. And it yeah. would and it would take a school that is in dire need and is um is uh has an anxiety like like they feel like they have to overspend like there's no there's no control over the purse strings texas colorado for example or colorado for example yeah no other than that though take all these numbers with a grain of salt yeah and and listen i understand i would say 90 percent of the the people that watch the show or watch any of the other floor state shows you guys are only following for the most part florida state news and recruiting and so you see all these four state players going in the portal and you think what the, you know what the heck is there, so, is there something wrong is is there a pro if you follow national uh recruiting in the big universities let's say that everyone in the top 10 of the rankings they're all bleeding players and having people go in the portal but when that happens these players think they're going to be the the special one that goes in and everyone calls and just throws dollar bills at them the more uh, uh the more 
type of player that's in the portal, let's say a wide receiver or a defensive lineman or a linebacker. Let's say uh, if you have a really good quarterback, there might be a handful of them, right, in the portal. If you're a wide receiver, thousands of good wide receivers. And so every time that more people enter the portal, not just Florida State players, um, those values, they're not getting the money they think they're going to get. So they might enter the portal now and then end up announcing they've decided to return to Florida State or whatever their school is. And listen, once you enter the portal, the school can can tell you no thanks. But I, you know, a lot of these players that we all love at Florida State, the coaches probably think highly of from a from an athletic standpoint. And I'm sure many of them, if they decide to come back, would have no problem taking them back. So until the deal is done, until someone puts the graphic up that they've transferred to X university you're seeing a whole lot of smoke and a whole lot of threats and a whole lot of um, thinking that they're worth X and maybe they are, but if they're not, don't be surprised if many of them end up saying I've decided to stay when really they didn't have any other good options. You know, no one wants to leave Florida state and go to San Diego state. Well, I mean, except AJ Duffy, but well, he does. And, and, but for him, it's probably a great move for him. Right. And I was so surprised. I was thinking we'd get a little bit higher echelon than that for him. Like I was, I'm, I was thinking like, you know, a wake forest or or a, you know well he's pit. from he's from the west coast so it makes sense for him to go clo- yeah. uh, closer to home for that um and these guys that you know i've seen a lot of people that i follow on social media they're really bright i mean really bright yeah. people um, um that are very bright in terms of not only the team but also financial stuff mm-hmm. um talking about how these players are getting a real taste of what capitalism is all about and and what, and what the market drives. Right. So for example, these players may have somebody in their ear, you know, family handlers, friends, whoever it is that's in their circle telling them, Hey, you should be making more money. And so they're, they're putting, they're putting something out on, social media and then they are you know they're trying to you know shake shake dollars from the tree only to find out that when they get into that market like you said what these people in the background have been telling them their worth is way lower than what the market is demanding of them yeah if you're the only receiver in the portal your market's going to be higher but if you're one of a thousand, then yeah. that's totally different. And and that's one of the things that that I don't like about what's going on right now is that you have a lot of young people that don't necessarily have the background or the right support systems around them, coaching them, you know, into um, well thought out decisions. Because you're right, they could put themselves in the portal. And a school, and depending on the way they do it, the school has no obligation to take them back. Yeah. Um, and so there were a couple of Florida State players that um, put themselves in in the portal, and or, or posted on social media that they were going to go into the portal, and uh, and did it in a certain way. Yep. And then others did it in a different way. Yep. And I believe some of those players would be okay to come back, and maybe others wouldn't because of the way it all went down. 
Words, hey, Ryan, you and I have talked about this for years outside of football, in work, in our life. Mm -hmm. The way you treat people follows you. The way you treat people and the way you converse and communicate with people follows you in every aspect of your life. Mm -hmm. And if you don't go about that the right way, you run the risk of that coming back to bite you. Speaking of coming back to bite you, Vince, I like to. I want to have a little fun for a second. I, I sometimes you hate when I, uh, when I do this, but uh, oh, I love it. All right, Vince. Let me let me <laughs> let me. Oh boy. Uh, let me let me pull this up here. By the way, this is a little cough syrup. Is what I'm having here. Are you seeing my screen, Vince? Uh, you haven't put it up on the. Uh... Oh yeah, here we go. You, you got to share. Are it. you familiar with this account, Vince? Yes, I'm very familiar with this. All right, so those of you we're, we're giving this guy too much pub, by the way. But if you want to follow someone and just be entertained by his reaction to other people commenting, so this guy who claims to be a in the journalist and in the know, he says he's a writer. He's one of the biggest writers. Vince, he runs. I'm a writer a, too, by the way. Yeah, he has his own uh, like Squarespace site that he built and has 1,500 followers. Uh, but listen, he put up this yes uh, the other day saying, you know, confirmed, you know, that he's that Cameron Ward is is going to be a, a hurricane and it's going to happen. So when that didn't happen, Vince, uh, I don't know if you ended up seeing what what he ended up reposting. Um, but people were giving him crap because it, it didn't happen, right? Look at this. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, when it doesn't go your way, you you kind of, you know, I never really meant that or it really wasn't that important to me or why is everybody making such a big deal about this? And this is this is the risk you run when you want to, you know, chase for uh, social media clout. You know, I, I I don't care about that. You don't, Brian, I know you don't care about that. Um, yeah. And we and we and we, we and we claim it in our byline, like no inside info, no contacts. Right. So, but yeah. when you, if you're going to put something out there, you better be ready for the, for the, for the backlash because, uh, the social media throng is, they do not, um, they do not have any discernment on giving yeah. you the backlash. Speaking of backlash, shall we talk Kurt Herbstreet? Yeah, we don't want to record it. Let me, let me think if there's anything else uh, recruiting. We have one oh, uh, want, crystal ball change, about, but that's still not official, so I don't want Yeah, to I think that's up. pretty much a done deal, though. Um, yeah, we could talk the, about that next week, though. Yeah, um, but uh, Marvin Jones Jr., we should probably mention that. Marvin oh, Jones yes, Jr. how could I forget? I'm is, excited. It's going to be visiting Florida State, and, um, you know, I don't have any – you know, I don't have any problem. Like I listen to Seymour uh, Stacks Space with Spiratics. Those are some guys you can follow that uh, are, have some good stuff out, out there, and they're no BS. Um, apparently, there's another Georgia player that's coming on this visit as well. Um, that's been kind of smoked behind that for a couple weeks now. So it's not just Marvin Jones Jr. Um, there would be another you know, highly uh, coveted player, we believe that's going to be joining on that visit from Georgia. Absolutely. So, so going back to what you're saying, Ryan, yeah. you know, it's not just Florida State. 
Mm-hmm. You got Georgia, who's a two-time defending national champion. Their people are going in the portal. For us thinking it's just, you know, you, you got to take the blinders off. You got to get out of the echo chamber and yep. realize this is happening across the country to every school, regardless of, you know, how good the school is. Yes, uh, and Marvin Jones Jr. is um, is in the portal, so that's parts official. We know that he's in the portal. He is in from the Georgia. Uh, his his uh, dad, the legendary Shade Tree, uh, himself has been tweeting some mysterious tweets and some very vague, but you know, a lot of people taking it to mean that he he kind of knows what this is going to end up being, and we hope so. We hope Marvin Jones uh, Marvin Jones Jr. joins the Knowles. What a boon that would be, um, right to the to the you know, next year, immediate. You're talking about an immediate impact, Vince. Yeah, let me add this in here. Kirk says it's surprising that he would want to leave Georgia. Not really. And let me let he me briefly yeah. let let me briefly say why. When we were recruiting him two years ago, it came down to Florida State and Georgia, and I believe at the time, you know, the battle's end really wasn't going mm-hmm. at that point, right? And Florida State really hadn't done what it's what it has done since then. Yeah. And so if you're a top-level recruit, you're probably going to lean toward going toward a national champion winner, right? Yeah. So we I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold, hold on. National invitational winner. So yeah, we were six to six or whatever that year. You right. know. Even if his heart was with Florida State, that's a business decision. But now, two years later. You know, he's had some injury problems and he maybe hasn't gotten the type of um, opportunities that maybe he thinks he should get. Decides to go into the portal and uh, and Florida State is back. Yeah. So it's looking pretty good. Yeah. I, what I like to tell everyone is if this was, if you take current Florida State and current Georgia and and take this, our record right now and their record right now, and you fat rewound two years ago and he was making his decision over again, he would have gone with Florida State. That's where he wanted to go, but he was looking at it and not seeing a very, very high trajectory yet. It hadn't happened yet. And he wants, listen, all these guys, he wants to go to the league. He wants to be, you know, cream of the crop. He wants to play for national championships. And so if you're seeing a team that, listen, you could like Mike Norvell, you could love Florida State, but if they're, a 500 team it, it, you won't get noticed you won't get attention you won't get draft board stuff so that's um, exactly yeah. what i was going to say is that you may love mike norvell you may you may agree with everything he's saying he you he may speak to your soul mm-hmm. but two years ago if you go back and listen to our show two years ago what we were saying was they got to win some games to show proof of concept mm-hmm. and then you'll start to see this thing escalate yeah but that's when oh, okay. Marvin Jones Jr. was was looking. Yeah. Before those before those escalators started to happen. So anyway. Vince, I wanna I wanna take a quick break here to before we start this next topic about Kirk Herbstreet, just to put the banner <laughs> up one more time. So Vince, did you hear the story of the former ESPN president today? Absolutely. All right, so we got to talk about this first because it leads into briefly, the Kirk Herbstreit briefly, narrative. Yeah. So the former president of ESPN, John I Skipper, think he was there until like 2019 uh, or 2020. Um, Skipper, is that the name Skipper? Yeah, Skipper. Yep, he was on a podcast, sports radio, you know, podcast kind of thing, 
And and the question was asked, kind of like his thoughts on the playoff committee, you know, how, how they choose, and just the general involvement, like insinuating that, hey, let's get some answers to people out there about is ESPN involved at all in these kind of things. And he thought when he was about to talk that what he was about to say would um, would show that in no way was this illegitimate this year. But what actually happened was a Freudian slip in which he told the absolute truth. And what he said was, everyone, and this is maybe not an exact quote, but this is the gist of it. He said, uh, no, we don't, we, we don't pick the teams. ESPN doesn't pick the teams for the playoff. But we try very, very hard, and that's the word he used, very hard to influence the, de- the decisions. And just by saying that, not 24 hours after the attorney general filed an anti-competitive you know, lawsuit, uh, not, uh, not what do you call it, antitrust lawsuit. Yeah. Listen, if you thought that this was just conspiracy tinfoil, had a bunch of Florida State fans just complaining, the former ESPN head of ESPN just told you that they tried or- very hard, not like sometimes or very hard to affect. To influence. Those were the to words. Influence. We try very hard to influence. Those are the words. And so when Kirk Herbstreit, which by the way, I think as Noel fans, we all enjoyed his, um, we pushed him to the brink. It it sounded like the the way- Tyler from Spartanburg. Yeah, without without grammar or periods in the right places, sometimes it just appeared to be a run-on sentence. Kirk Herbstreit just went on like, it felt like a 2 a.m., like just diatribe, like he was writing a book and couldn't go to sleep and he just stayed up. I'm talking the writer, uh, what's it, Jack Nicholas in The Shining, you know, that kind of thing. Capital letters, yeah. exclamation points. It in was which fantastic. he says two things that are very different, but he makes them, he tries to act like they're the same. He says, because Alabama is better, period. That's a factual statement. And then he goes on to say, and I'm allowed to have my opinion. When you say Alabama is better, period, that is not an opinion. That is a statement of fact. If you want to give your opinion, you say, in my opinion, I believe Alabama right. is better. But this whole time he said, there's no, listen, we don't get the, we don't get the rankings until two minutes before. The, guys, it appeared last season on SportsCenter an hour before the playoff committee show. Okay. They have it well in advance. The helmets moving around in the background to match the exact rankings. And now we have the ESPN former head saying that they try very hard to influence the decision though. And here's what Kirk always says. He's very careful with his words. He always says, listen, I'm just giving you my opinion. I don't get to pick the playoff people, you know, who's in the playoff. No, but you're one of the biggest commenters, commentators in the biggest network who has people who have relatives working on the committee and that network has admitted that they try to influence that alone is not anti-competitive. It absolutely is. And no matter what he says, and he says these things like, like we're naive, like, okay, have there been some naive things and some, some kind of uh, low, low brow things tweeted to him? Sure. There are, because when you talk about social media, you're going to get the wide range of people. Yeah. Right. But but don't don't insult our intelligence. Right. The, and this is what I, I I responded to his rant 
And I just basically said, own it. Just own it. That's all anybody's saying is own it. Own the fact that that your opinion had the opportunity to sway what happened. Just own it. Yeah. And and own that it. it's an opinion. And if you and if our followers and our listeners out there, if you know any Alabama fans, you can tell them and ask them to watch the show. Just say, hey, I have no problem with Bama. Yeah. It's not their fault they got the benefit of the doubt because of past glory. They yeah, did. None of us are blaming Alabama. None of us are blaming Texas. I'm not blaming them at all. But don't come at me or any Florida State fan saying Alabama would beat Florida State because you don't know that. Yeah. You, you don't do know not that. know that. And to, to insinuate in that Florida State fans are crazy that what little old me, Kurt Herbstreit, says could possibly influence the playoff committee when the head former head of ESPN just told you that's exactly what happens. And they Vince, it's not only that they inadvertently just by him being up a, a media figure can impact the the viewpoints of the playoff committee, but that ESPN was actively trying to impact they absolutely, absolutely were. They absolutely were. And and it, by the way, I think Kirk is taking the majority of the heat, but I don't think Reese Davis is getting enough heat, right? Yeah, he's just not engaging of, on Twitter. All of them really are part of this um, trying very hard to influence. All yeah. of them are. So don't think that they're not. And don't, and don't, um, and now we've got a pinpointed uh, offensive going to, um, to Kirk the Clown, which is appropriate. Um, but, you know, don't think that other people aren't involved in this because because they all are. I mean, okay, so not not Booger, right? But the majority of the talking heads at ESPN are, and and what's really coming around to this is that I always had a little bit of a soft spot for me for Kirk because of the way he deals with Lee Corso, mm-hmm. and so, but I'm over that soft spot. Kirk has become a caricature of himself in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. almost like the, as much as Paul Feinbaum has become a caricature of right. himself. It's almost like, it's almost like watching reality show every day. I mean, yeah. I don't watch them anymore. And, and here's how petty I am. Here's how much of a, here's how much of a fan I am. I don't, I don't watch ESPN. I don't have the app on my phone anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't want to, and and I know I'm just one guy, and it probably doesn't make make a hill of beans. But you know what? I don't need to fill my mind with that drivel. Yeah, no, and they sure have it. proven they have proven it to be yeah. nothing more than influence. That, that's it. It's exactly what it is. It's spot on. And and here's the thing: um, we're going to get into the the Georgia senator here in a second, Kirk. Um, someone asked me the other day. A friend of ours asked us. But what do you expect to happen based on this attorney general thing? Like, what could possibly, like, what is the end game here? Listen, no Florida State fans believe this is not going to change anything about where we, but what it will do, and I think what all Florida State fans want is if there was antitrust, anti-competitive, any kind of conversations, text, emails, voting, swaying, we want that in the open so everyone will say, oh, Florida State fans aren't just putting on tinfoil hats. There was, look at this, look at that, look at this email. And listen, 
I'm not, we're not going to get into to politics, but you know, on both sides over the last few years, we have seen what uh, some emails and texts can, can bring a light to a lot of things, right? And people don't think that anyone's listening. I guarantee you no one on that playoff committee or ESPN thought that this would end and maybe Florida State would be mad for a, a, you know, a day or two and then get over it. They did not expect lo- you know, lawyers and attorney generals to get involved in this. And listen, what we want and what we're asking for, and this this case is going to bring, is discovery. And in a case, when there's discovery and they are, you know, whether it be a subpoena or in a court case, required to submit all texts and data communications regarding uh, communication with ESPN to the playoff committee or vice versa, if they find even one thing. This has to be one thing. In which an email was sent to a playoff committee from anyone at ESPN saying, I think based on, you know, what we've seen, uh, we think it should be Alabama or anything like that, or they would be a better, uh, from a viewership standpoint, anything like that. We got you. It only takes one, Ryan. It only takes one. And that's why, and you can say, why does Florida State care about the disclosure of it? So obviously, like you said, this isn't going to change anything for this year, which is unfortunate because I was just saying a minute ago, this is probably my favorite Florida State team of all time. Yeah. National like championships, that. whatever. This is probably my favorite team of all time. But what can come out of this if they find one thing? It's not about proving them like, yeah, you screwed FSU and they should have been in there. Yeah, of course, that's part of it. But the main thing is that now you have your contractual media partner inflicting material damage, financial damage and repercussions on your contractual partner. And And at that point, what does that mean for Florida State? And at that point, you basically say, okay, let's, we're willing to forget about all this. But we're also going to scratch Florida State's name off of this grant of rights. Mm-hmm. And we'll say, and if you are not going to let us out of this to, in some kind of terms that we can agree on. Then we're then taking we would, it to the hill. And again, especially if they find something that indicated that there was ESPN, which is supposed to be their partner as well as the SEC's partner, influencing against them in an anti-competitive way. Then Florida State can say they acted unethically the contract is null and void, and we're going to the court. And in the meantime, we're bouncing to the Big Ten, right? Which is what we think is going to happen is something similar to that. But the most likely scenario is that they uh, ESPN says we don't want any of that. We're going to settle. It's 120 mil. Florida State, go ahead, walk up for 120 mil, something like that. I'm not. I'm not saying that would be the figure, yeah. but something much we're just, less. We're than just making up numbers. Yeah. But but here's the thing. They're going to find something. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not like out of all the thirteen people on the committee, and the you know the producers and the executives and mm-hmm. and the talking heads in all their communications, they are not they were not smart enough to do all this in a way that couldn't be traceable because they never and thought the reason, this could happen because they never thought it could happen. So when they ask for that disclosure, they're going to find some kind of email that says, 
it really would be more beneficial if Alabama got in rather than Florida State from a financial perspective. Yes. All they need. Even if it's beating around that bush, that's all they need. And then Florida and State. And again, I have no problem with Bama. They didn't right. do anything wrong. They didn't yeah. do anything wrong. So all these Bama fans that are, you know, trying to go to the mat with, you know, Bama would beat Florida State. I don't care about any of that. You got in there because of, you know, past glory. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Now, one thing I want don't to bring tell up me, is- But don't tell me that Bama can beat uh, Florida State. Just don't tell me that. Yeah. Because Florida State hasn't lost a game this year. Now, I don't think this will happen, Vince. But I do want to share what Kirk brought up, which I saw before we started the show tonight. Is that a Georgia a senator in Georgia has written a, a letter, uh, an official letter, to the CFP committee, asking them and demanding. Sorry, demanding. I think it's the wording in the letter that Georgia and Florida State in the Orange Bowl be part of the playoff. Now, I don't know how that would even if it even if that was a realistic scenario. I don't know how you would work out a you know eight team uh no a 16 playoff just because of like how would you bracket that out it wouldn't work but uh, listen this is a guy saying okay Florida State look at all the fans all those fans are now like yeah rah rah go get them this is a a senator that probably wants some attention and wants to make their statement clear from Georgia because listen Kurt Kerbstreet in that rant said Oregon will beat, would beat Florida State, Georgia would beat Florida State, and most people have said on ESPN that Georgia's uh, probably well, one of Hold the- on, hold on. What a fool he is, first yeah. of all. Okay, keep going. Florida State, uh, mo- multiple people on that network have claimed that Georgia is just this incredible team. All Up until they lost to Alabama, they were the number one team in the country by a mile. They, I heard every week on the playoffs- so I Can't be beaten. Do you remember they kept saying they're separating themselves now? You know, they're they're just they they kept saying that they're separating themselves as the number one. Then they lose once. So what they're saying, what they're telling you all out there is, is that Florida State is could never beat Alabama, but are better than Georgia. Yeah. A a game in which was decided by a hair between Alabama and Georgia, right? And so when they say, and Kirk says, and ESPN says, Georgia is, would beat Florida State. Well, that's how you know this thing is all dog and pony show. Because if that were true, Florida State would be ranked seven or eight. Or eight or nine. Yeah, they would be. The only reason they are five is because the playoff committee knew that if they dropped them in a lower. It would look really bad on them. And so, hey, we'll make it sound like they missed it by this much. It sucks what happened with the injury, but hey, good news. The 12-team playoff is next year, right? So so this won't be an issue soon, and that's why we're doing it. So uh, for all you Florida State fans, you know, 12-team playoff will solve all your worries. Um, it, it sucks that you guys missed it. We wish Jordan Travis had been healthy, blah, 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 blah. I am in the mindset right now, based on what I've learned since it happened, Vince, that even if Jordan Travis had not gotten hurt, Alabama still would have been put in above Florida State. Absolutely, because the because the bed was all, was already made, yeah. and the, and we knew the bed was made. If you go back and listen, and I, and I know I was the one saying 
if we win, we're in. And I I understand. I'm going to own Everyone that. Everyone was because as a as a uh, as a streamer, as a content producer, I'm going to own the things that I say, unlike other people, right? Yeah, I'm going to own that because I didn't think logic could be distorted as much as it has been. Yeah, but you know. When you when you go back and you look at when that first started, before he was hurt, that whole campaign, and it that's what it was. It was a campaign to try very hard to influence. That's exactly what it was, to yep. influence the committee. And they were successful. Um, Florida State got let got left out of it. And 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 all of the all of the uh people that are on board with it are typically teams that made the top four, right? Yeah. The majority of people of teams that did not get in or are would have no chance of getting in are pretty much of the mindset that Florida State got screwed. Um, but one of the things they tout so much is, well, if you look at the Vegas odds, Florida State would be anywhere from a touchdown underdog to an 18-point uh, underdog to any of the top four teams. Well, why are we number five? Because we're a 14-point underdog to Georgia. We should be 10. Vegas odds don't matter. Yeah. This is what I've been trying to tell people. So yeah. it's, it's, it's disingenuous. It's intellectually dishonest. Just be happy your team made it to the pageant. Just yeah. enjoy it. Florida State didn't get invited to the pageant. Um, and it was it was a a uh, concerted effort to um, influence the committee. Yeah, plain Let's simple. just own it. And Let's listen, just I, I would have a ton more respect for Kirk Herbstreit and everything if they would say, listen, if Kirk Herbstreit had come out the day after and said, listen, we have a platform. My opinion is that Alabama is the best team over Florida State. And if, if my opinion swayed some members of the committee, so be it. Uh, that's how I feel. And they can take that at the committee however they want it. And, and I don't intentionally try to sway them, but you know, if they, if, if but I, I was, know it could, but I know it could, if he had said that, at least we're being, what are honest. we doing? What are we but doing? And like all the, people. then all the focus is on the committee. Yeah. So I know Ryan, that you tweeted at him and invited him to come on the show. I sure did. Absolutely. All of our subscribers, listeners, Post this link to this show at Kirk the Clown. I call him a name, but I shouldn't do that. Now, if we're going to um, show Vince, we got to have some decorum here, sir. And and I will, and I will, and I will ask him direct questions, right? Because, um, but he won't. I mean, we obviously know he won't. Um, but it would be awesome, right? Garnet and Old featuring Kirk Her, uh, Herb Street would be great. Um, but get post ben, this link to this show. Just the dog. Maybe maybe the support dog. But the thing of it is, is he won't do a show. And he won't do a show because he's going to be he's going to be asked specific questions that are that you and I or any any Florida State um, streamer, media personality, whatever, are going to not let him off the hook for. And we would do We're it not going to let him dance around. We would do it in a way that's respectful and well thought out and reasonable. Where we say, Kirk, you cannot come out and say that you 
it's impossible that you could possibly influence the the college football playoff committee when your former boss said that you got the network, maybe not you specifically, but the network tries to. And listen, if you say it's my opinion, then don't say it's it's a fact, period, and then say it's my opinion. You have to say it's my opinion and everything you say, or it's a fact. And there's no way in college football and fo- in football in general that you can, for a fact, say a team is better than another team unless they play. This is what I've been saying and what you've been saying and what anybody with any kind of level of logic in their brain says. And this is something that, you know, peek behind the curtain. Our our nation and the world struggles with at this point is that what are facts and what are opinions? Mm-hmm. Facts are things that you can prove. Mm-hmm. Like things that are cut and dry, like wins and losses. Yeah, Florida State was ranked, you know, whatever it's in offense. Florida State, right? Those are those are data points. Those are facts. Mm-hmm. When you fortune tell and try to, um, you know, prognosticate about outcomes of things, those are not facts. They aren't facts. So don't call them facts and whatever. So we can go over and over. But Shannon's saying, tell him in Ireland, and I hope I have the opportunity to do that. Currently working on the plan. Or Garnet and Olds trip to Ireland, by the way, yes. Ryan. Yes, and Vince, keep it to funny or even a little rude chants and signs. We are not condoning anyone out there on Twitter. I saw something that Jeff Cameron, friend of yeah, the show, not good. retweeted. Uh, it wasn't him that said it, but he was basically saying this isn't cool to someone else who put like a picture of someone loading a gun and nothing. Yeah. And not- no, Jeff Cameron, a friend of the show, he's been on the show actually before, um, and us and all the other media personalities, we we absolutely think that that's abhorrent. We, I don't think Kerr Herbstreit's a horrible human being. That's Not at just, all. Yeah, I think he's very, he's kind to the people that have met him and and people. But listen, we can also disagree with his opinion, and that's what we're doing. And you can let him know you're displeased with his opinions and how Mostly. he feels the world works. Right, and mostly because he's touting his opinions as facts, and yeah. and and not owning the fact that his what he says carries great weight. Uh, Philip says, "My kids know facts because their kindergarten teacher taught them." That's when you learn it. Yep, you may learn it before then, but at least your kindergarten teacher will let you know what facts are. I'll be very happy for you to go to Ireland. Hey, Vince, I do want to let our listeners know. We will be doing a Garnet and Old show next week. And I want to say that specifically because I know a lot of podcasters and YouTubers take, you know, the final two weeks of the year or three weeks of the year off and and play, you know, um, maybe some some old shows or whatever. We best wanna, of? Yeah, we want to do – we don't have a best of. We only have the worst of, Vince and Ryan. We only have the worst of. So uh, we're mostly, going to do- Mostly the uh, live stream of the college football invitational reveal. Yeah. Exactly. And listen, we're going to do our show next week because let's be honest, what else are we doing on a Thursday? We're still four days away from Christmas on that day. And then the next week after that will be our official Orange Bowl preview show, um, which we're going to get in deep. Hey, listen, I'm going to watch the game. Vince is going to the game, I believe. I am. Um, yeah. yeah and, and so we're we're still going to support the team. And for those of you who are saying, I'm not going to go or I'm not going to watch because screw the, don't take it out on the team. The team uh, the players that are going to play in that game for Florida State 
are the players that are going to be here next year that aren't going to the draft and are in the portal. So you should show them your support letting and and be excited that we get to see some of those players because those are going to be the, the people we really count on next year. So I want to encourage people to focus on the kids in the game and not necessarily what will happen with ESPN. You can still have it in the back of your head. And, and I know we'll, I'm already knowing Vince, we're all going to get frustrated when the broadcasters inevitably start talking about this during the game and that, you know, Florida state fans might be a little unreasonable. I'm sure it's going to come up, but we can still enjoy the football game and have fun with it. But I do want to let you know, me and Vince do not anticipate missing a single show throughout the holidays. We should do a Garden Old show every week. And then listen, before you know it, after after the Orange Bowl, Vince and Ryan are going to jump straight into to the basketball season and baseball season <laughs> talk. The basketball season will be uh, a little sad. But, Record uh, ratings yes. for the Garden Old show coming, coming soon. <laughs> but you know, you got to live through the bad to get to the good. And uh, the basketball team's living through a lot of bad right hey, now. Hey, Vince, we started the show when uh, on the Jacksonville State year, you know? Oh, boy. And look at where we're at now, undefeated. Undefeated. And um, for all of you that stuck with us, thank you so much. Because we started, and I kid you not, first of all, the first year we didn't even have a YouTube channel. No, we didn't. The next, you know, last season, we got the YouTube channel and had about 10 people in, in a three-week period watch the videos. And then multiple times a season, we've had thousands of views on our videos and hundreds of people following our show. And we want to keep doing more. This year, we did live shows with our fans, which was awesome. We did um, pregame and postgame coverage at almost every single game uh, live in one form or another. And we want to do more of that. And we want to put on a higher production value. We want to have more live shows. So to do that, what you can do for us is share it with your friends, like the channel, every video, like the video. Subscribe to the channel if you're just watching YouTube. This. Subscribe and listen. We love our community and we want to do more next year. So stick with us, and we'll continue to grow. And we hope, Vince, by next year, maybe we're we're up to over a thousand you know subscribers and multiple thousands of views every single week. Because right now, last week four thousand views. I think it's at four four point five. It's awesome, but we want that every week. Here's the thing, too, is that Ryan and I know that. There are a lot of Florida State outlets as far as media is concerned. I mean, there just are. I mean, it may be the most um, saturated market in terms of schools, right? There are a lot of podcasts, a lot of shows out there. And um, Ryan and I try to do things a little different. That's why we say no inside info, no context, no problem. Hopefully, everyone's not coming here for breaking news. Yeah, we don't put inflammatory pictures up. and This is more about fan and in-depth um uh discussion about the team and how we should frame it as fans uh and hopefully that's speaking to you guys um if it's not please let us know yeah some things that we could do better right i mean this yeah. is something we talk about all the time like what else can we do to engage more people um and so if you have any ideas you know shout out to Ryan big pop big papa east or VC Knoll, let us know because um, Ryan and I would do this anyway because we just talk about the team all the time. But uh, we, 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 we really want to build up the user base. 
Yeah, and I promise one thing to all the the followers out there: we will never put a uh, la- uh, Mike Norvell with a laser beam and a photo up for our YouTube show that says "FSU loses who" with a big question mark and an arrow pointing to it. That's not what we're doing. We're not trying to uh, clickbait. We you don't need to clickbait. Watch videos. I mean, that's how. I'll be honest with you. That's how a lot of those things get started. They get a clickbait and then people just subscribe and then they forget that they subscribe. Yeah. Right. Um, but this is more honest, heartfelt conversation about the school that we we all care we all care about. That's what we wanted this to be. Um, and so we would appreciate, as Ryan has already said, you know, let everybody know. Absolutely. And uh for all of you uh watching out there, thank you so much for commenting. We love we it's so much more fun this year than it was last year because we have so many more comments. We have Crickets. hecklers, right, in our we shows. We have had hecklers. We've had some awesome. really, yeah, that was fun. We don't know necessarily always show those on the screen, but you guys should see some of the comments we see, which are which crack me and Vince up. We, we talk about it after the show. But thank you guys so much for watching um, tonight. You can watch us every Thursday live at 7 o'clock. Uh, Vince and I occasionally also do solo content. And if any news breaks over the next week of quarterbacks coming to Florida State or Marvin Jones Jr., Vince or myself or both of us will hop on a show and do a you know breaking news type show like we did for the college football playoff selection show. Similar kind of thing. We will try to cover that. Uh, but thank you, everyone, so, so much for watching. It's been a great year. Two um, things. For Garden Old. Two things. Thing number one. The Battle Zen is continuing to sign up members uh, with a $500,000, up to $500,000 match through December 22nd. If you haven't done so and you have the means, you want to help out the uh, program, do it. The second thing is send the Chiefs all the damn time. All the damn time. And every time. Send the goldfish all the damn time. Send the goldfish and don't kick him out of the game. Don't kick him out of the game. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Be well. Garn old. No inside info. No contacts. No problem. Go Knowles. Go Knowles. SEC, Florida State. Florida State, your brothers, your team, your heartbeat. We some dogs. We ain't no puppies.